Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. God bless you. You may be seated. I started last week talking about seasons and times of refreshing. And... um, I wanted to kind of continue on with that a little bit today, uh, talking about the waters of refreshing, and we're going to be looking into the word here in just a moment. But, you know, it's the beginning of the year, and I always try to take uh, the month of January. I actually started in December this year and just kind of set some time aside of seeking the Lord, set some time aside of saying, God, what are you saying to me for my life, and what, um, what can I do to be uh, closer to you in the upcoming year and all of all of those kind of things. And plus, I try to get a sense of what the prophetic ministries are talking about. And I, I don't follow any particular one, but there's just the group of prophets. There's a, there's a number of them worldwide. I mean, there's many, many of them. Um, I'm not going to go into, you know, all the names, but, you know, a few. I'll listen to Dutch Sheets and and um, uh, some others, Kent Christmas, and and some of those that... that are on that kind of cutting edge of the prophetic realm. And you're hearing a lot of things being said. A lot of times it has to do with the political climate and all of that. But what I'm really listening for is what, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his bride, to the church. And kind of a couple of the prophetic things for 23 that are being emphasized right now. Um, one is interesting one that I, I uh, was talking to um, Kent Christmas this week and, and just said, Kent, he, what what are you hearing the Lord say, and uh, for for the body of Christ? And he said, "Well, Gary, just he said I see in the four corners of America revival starting. So it would be up in the northwest and the southeast and the southwest and the northeast." Um, he said, "I see like fires starting, flame, not not literal fires, but spiritual fires starting." And um, and he said, "As the as the year progresses on, that there'll be a, an increasing intensity." of what the Holy Spirit is doing in, in not only in churches, but just within our land. It's going to have a, an impact that even though the world system will try to ignore it, it'll become increasingly more and more difficult to ignore it. And he felt by the end of the year, there'd be a convergence. That is, it would, it would end up uh, moving throughout the country, going into the central part of our nation where churches are going to be being stirred up. You know, the Bible talks about in the last days there'll be a great falling away. And, 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 in a, and, and some of the prophetic voices are speaking that today, that we're in that time of great falling away. But there are also others, which I believe is, is probably the case. I think we began to see some of the outworking of that in COVID and all of the um, uh, things that happened with that. But also that as wickedness uh, increases, that the grace of God will more and more increase. And that doesn't mean that God just loves us more. It means, no, there's going to be more of the demonstration and activity of what the Holy Spirit is doing 
in um, in the releasing of, of 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 the miraculous and the releasing of the activity of the of the Spirit of God. And um, those are some of the things I'm hearing prophets talking about. One interesting thing. Um, we lived in California for a number of years. California, for as long as I've been connected with California, we have our kids and grandkids live there. I mean, for well over 50 years, California has basically been in a continual drought. And, you know, that's just a weather phenomenon and all of that kind of thing. But in the prophetic realm, a lot of uh, these prophetic ministries, um, they very much look, and I believe it's a scriptural way to do it, that a lot of things happening in the natural, those are those have, they're, they're, outliers of what's happening in the spiritual. And that's not what the message is about. But one of the things happening right now, and I'm just quoting from what I'm here in the Weather Channel. That's about almost the only TV that I can take watching anymore is the Weather Channel. But they're talking about this thing called an atmospheric river that's flowing out of the, the deep Pacific and, and coming up on all over the West Coast, but really hitting California. And one of the things that is taking place that a 50-year drought is being broken right now or has already been broken. The snowpack and the amounts of rain, there's been some actual issues and problems. There's been so much. But it's so great that um, a a number of the prophets have picked it up that it's a prophetic sign that uh, refreshing and renewing and restoration is also going to be a part of 23. And um, I, I have very much felt that. In, in my heart over the past month or so. So I've been addressing that starting last week, and I want to continue on a little bit today. I'll be talking to you a little bit about, uh, out of the Scriptures, waters of refreshing and, and, and how we can uh, apply that and tap into that in the day that we live in. Vernon, your nephew. Um, I forgot your name, Mick? Or? Martiz, all right. Um, as I was worshiping today from the drums, usually I'm standing looking that way, but up there I was looking this way, and you popped up <laughs> on, the, on the spiritual radar. Uh, God's doing something in your life. I mean, he's, he's drawing you. And the Lord is just using this, hopefully not too awkward for you, moment to let you know that uh, he's knocking on, on, on your door. And one thing that I was encouraged about is in just a little flash thing, it was like, I saw you, you're starting to open, you're opening things to God. Keep doing it. There's more. You have a great destiny upon your life. Matter of fact, you you can't even comprehend what the Lord sees in you, what He has determined and planned for your life. Your biggest thing would just be saying yes. It's the simplest word there is, but man, sometimes the devil fights you on that that line of demarcation uh, of saying yes to, to the things of God. You've got a man of God in your life. You're blessed. And, uh, but I'm just a voice here today, just uh, getting your attention for the Lord, just saying, uh, take the next step in, and you'll be amazed at what God... Every, tip, every step you take towards the Lord, He's going to take two towards you, and it'll change your destiny. It will enrich in your life more than you can ever imagine. And I believe that God actually has a call. I know He has a purpose on all of our lives, but there's a call upon you in some area of ministry or kingdom building, kingdom extension. Um, say yes to it. He'll make it clear to you. It's just line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here, he doesn't give you the whole download or the brain short circuit. And, um, but he's protected you. He's preserved you for such a time as this. Does any of that make sense to you? All right. Would you mind if we pray over you? Just stretch your hands over this young man. Lord, we seal the word of God into his life right now. And that, Lord, you will move and minister in a mighty way. In Jesus' name. Now, we're already closing up on the half hour, so and I've got to 
this is like a conference message. I've got a lot of notes, but I'm just going to start going, and we hit the timeline. We'll just we'll stop. And we'll pick it up next week or the week after that, actually. Ezekiel chapter 47. Turn there. Go to verses one, and I'm just going to start reading, talking to you about the waters of refreshing. Then he brought me back. This is Ezekiel, the prophet, talking. The Lord was showing him what was happening. I won't go through the whole setup, but God had been speaking to him about his nation. And um, God always deals with nations, but then he boils it down and he deals with individuals. So now he's speaking to Ezekiel. And he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. Now, this is all an, an allegory, if you will. It's the Lord showing him in a picture that was rooted in reality of, of something you can understand, but it was really speaking of something that was spiritual, a spiritual work that was taking place uh, a month or so back. And I'm not meaning to embarrass her, and I'm, uh, but uh, I just... it. Uh, Shirley began talking to me about some things she felt the Lord was speaking to her about this church. And she, and, and she, this, this verse of scripture came up where she said, Pastor, I saw like a river of water flowing out from this side of the church and out into the community. You don't need me to interpret that for you, do you? you we know what that means. The Spirit of God is, is just pouring in some fresh things. And so Ezekiel was seeing this, this water flowing out of the right side of the temple and south from the altar. And he brought me out, verse 2, by the way of the north gate and led me around to the outside of the outer gateway that faces the east. Sometimes you need to get outside the church and take a look what's going on. It's so easy to just look what's going on in here, but the Lord's eyes, <laughs> amen. And so he brought me out this way, and there was water running out on the right side. And when the man went out to the east of, with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles, verse 4. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the waters came up to my knees. And again, he measured 1,000 and he brought me through. And the waters came up to my waist, verse 5. And again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that, that could not be crossed. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? And he brought me and returned me back to the bank of the river. I want you to go over to Revelation chapter 22, the very last chapter and the last book of the Bible. Revelation chapter 22. We're going to pick up in the first verse of that chapter. So that was what the Lord was showing Ezekiel, a major prophet in the Old Testament, thousands of years ago. And so now we're coming and we're seeing the same thing, but it's in future context that John was seeing when he was uh, receiving the revelation of Jesus Christ in verse or verse 1 of chapter 22 of the book of Revelation and you'll see the correlation here and so John's looking into heaven and it says and he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the lamb and in the middle of it of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. Everybody say, no more curse. Thank you, Lord. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. This is a future picture. And what John is saying here, and his servants shall serve him. Do you realize you're going to be there? If you're a servant, if you're one of his servants, how many are serving Jesus today? If you are, and thank God that you are, but this is, this is part of your future heritage. And the Lamb of God shall be in it. Shall be in what? Around the throne of God. And his servants shall serve him. They're going to be all, and there's angelic servants. There's just everybody that has been brought in through the hand and the work of the Spirit of God to serve him. And they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. 
Jesus spoke similar things about this river. And I want you to turn real quick to John chapter 7, the Gospel of John, 7th chapter, and um, <clears throat> the verse 37. John seven thirty seven is starts reading, and on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart. The old King James says, out of his belly. The whole context of meaning is out of the innermost part of you will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. This whole waters of refreshing. There is a tremendous type throughout the scriptures of water and the believing. And water, almost 100% of the time exclusively referring to um, a, a, a type of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the waters will refer to, you know, humanity and that kind of thing. But in the, in the, in the great mo- uh, portion of the time when it's talking about it, it'll somehow relate to the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God interacting with His people. This great type of the Holy Spirit refreshing Jesus was talking about in John 7. He said there's coming a time when those who are thirsty, anyone who thirsts, now, before we go any further in this, it, it, I don't think that's just believers. I think anybody who has an inward thirst for, for the things of God, that's where it starts on pe- in people's lives. When that thirst is there in your life, Jesus said, that's the invitation for you to come. And it's for you to come, and it's for you to begin to receive and partake. It's for you, for you to come and to start drinking. And so Jesus goes on and he talks about it. And he said, as you drink in from this heavenly water, that something takes place. All of a sudden, you're receiving it, but then all of a sudden, you become a source and it starts flowing out of you, a river of living water. It's a great type of the Holy Spirit refreshing. But whenever you get into dealing with waters, it's one thing when you're dealing with just, you know, a bottle of water or a little bit of water for quenching your thirst or whatever. But uh, if you get around uh, large bodies of water, water is tremendously power, it's tremendously, it shapes, the life comes out of it. All those things are spoken of in Ezekiel and over in Revelation and a number of other places. How many have ever kind of gotten yourself in trouble on the water? <laughs> oh, yeah. Most of us have had a run-in somewhere with that. Many, many years ago, um, my best friend and I were on spring bear hunt in Idaho. And we were in this place called Big Creek in central Idaho. And if you're there three seasons out of the year, you wonder, why in the world did they name Big Creek Big Creek? Because it's about three feet wide and you can step over it with a good jump. But whoever named Big Creek, Big Creek was there in the spring runoff and snowmelt because at that time of the year, it's a raging torrent of a river that flows down through these beautiful canyons in, in, in the mountains of Idaho. And so we were there at that time, and we were bear hunting. And if that offends you, I, was, uh, I think I was saved. I'm not sure. But I got totally sanctified after that. But anyway, we'll, we'll just move on from that. But uh, through it all, um, I shot a bear on the other side of Big Creek. Yeah, and so my friend and I were trying to devise a way to get the bear. We're not, we're not just going to leave it there. And so the, uh, the, the discussion went something like this. Well, it's your bear. Yeah. 
I'll hold the rope, but it's your bear. And so the whole thing was, yeah, we tied a rope on, and I uh, was going to get across from this side to that side to then climb the mountain and, and all of that. And I knew the water was fast and all that, but I'm going to tell you, it didn't even get to my ankle and the water. It was like something under there grabbed it and away I went. And I'm thrashing and all of this. And my friend yells out from the bank, one of the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever uh, received. And I'm going to give it to you today about water. He said, don't fight the water, go with the water. So when I kind of relaxed, he ran on down as I doggy paddled, and eventually I got over, and I won't go through the rest of the story, but yeah, it was accessible, and we made it, and all of that. But I still remember him him uh, hollering at me, don't fight the water. So what I'm going to holler at you today is, don't fight what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life, in this whole realm of how he brings refreshing. And he does it in an, in an analogy that's very much like coming in contact with bodies of moving water. That is, there's force with it. There's power with it. You, it's very difficult to control. Yeah, you can control it. You can try to dam it. You can do all of those things, but the water is there. And as you go through Ezekiel and Revelation and John, the water's like, this is God's way a lot of times of just bringing movement in your life, bringing you from where you are now and getting you someplace else that's closer to him. How many, how many are thirsty for that kind of water? Oh, yeah, we, we all look at it and we, we like to have a little drink whenever we're hot and exhausted. But the waters that this is talking about is not just to quench a temporary thirst. It's to quench a thirst where unless you drink it, you're going to, unless you're immersed in it, you realize my life is going to be lacking in so many ways. What we call revival, this term that we use a lot and don't define very well, but I'm going to bring one definition to it now because it has to do with what we're talking about. This movement of water, movement of the Holy Spirit. What we call revival are simply times of the Holy Spirit moving in ways beyond our control. How many think it's time that uh, instead of people controlling the church, we let the Holy Spirit of heaven control the church? Yeah, we, we listen, we, we obey, we do those kind of things, but it's his church. We're under shepherds. We're under, uh, we're servants. We're those ones that we read about in Revelation 22. We're going to be there and part of the crowd that's around the throne because we're servants. But what we're looking at and what I believe part of what 23 is going to be, uh, be about are times when the Holy Spirit is moving in ways beyond our control. There's a young man who's moved to Vancouver in the last couple of years, his name is Chris Overstreet. He's an evangelist from Redding, California. His ministry is based out of Redding, California for many years. He was connected with Bethel and Bill Johnson, all of that. And uh, But several years ago, probably more than several years ago now, in the past four or five years, something like that, it doesn't matter, um, he felt the Lord moving and telling him to move from Redding and move up here because of what God was going to do. And so a few years ago, he had a great outreach in Portland, Oregon, and, and that's what he does. He travels and he goes to uh, and, and does evangelistic campaigns. He goes to a prayer meeting that Susan and I attend uh, uh, once a month with some pastors. And, and um, uh, Chris is a very spiritual kind of guy. He, he truly is in the office of an evangelist. He's really intense and all of that type of thing. But I was looking at his schedule and he, he has, I don't know, eight or nine or 10 uh, campaigns for 2023. And I think one of them's in Seattle and one of them's in Spokane. And I, I didn't see Portland on there, but I hear he may have one in this area as well. But what, what uh, God is, is doing through ministries like that is going in places and it becomes at times is there to bless the church, but really it's there and it becomes almost confrontational with the powers of darkness. 
in the region where he's at. I mean, I've seen some of the pictures and, and there'll be protesters and there'll be people who don't like the church and, and, you know, don't want to have anything to do with it. And all of a sudden they're there and sometimes in worship and sometimes in preaching and sometimes in ministry. What they don't realize is all of a sudden it's not in charge of an evangelist anymore or a man or a group, but the Holy Spirit shows up and the Holy Spirit is like this rushing mighty wave of water. And when he comes in, he just begins to sweep the debris and the and the objections and the and the demonic and all the things and all of a sudden you'll see if you watch the YouTube sometimes some of the most vehement protesters ends up and they're crumpled in a heap or on their knees or they're standing with people and they're bawling their eyes out as the Holy Spirit washes through their lives. That's revival. It's not in control by a message or by a man or by a method, but we make room and the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to do things out of our control. How many are ready for more of that? How many are ready for that in your own life? How many are ready for that in our church and in our city? And the Lord knows in our, in our nation. We see prophetically in Ezekiel chapter 47 where he was talking to Ezekiel and he said, you know, as long, I'm, I'm going to do some measuring here and I want you to follow me. A thousand cubits out, the water is to his ankles. And the angel took him through it. You can make it through that. Another thousand, it was up to his knees. And Ezekiel got through that. But another thousand, he got out, and it was up to his waist, and he was able to get through that. But then he brought him out another thousand, and all of a sudden, it was a river that couldn't be crossed. It was beyond his capacity to handle. It was beyond his capacity. And so prophetically, what he was showing is that as you follow the Lord, it's going to progressively get deeper and deeper and deeper. All of us need to go deeper in 23 in the things of God. Amen. Are you ready for that? I am. It's going to take, it's going to take some movement on your part. It's going to take stepping out sometimes. It's going to take getting in a little bit deeper and sometimes that's scary. But as long as you, you're in an air, in a way where you're serving God, where somehow, some way you can get yourself through it, there's still more to come. It's when you get in so deep in this realm of living by faith and so deep in God, it's not me who lives, but it's you. It's not me, Paul said, but it's Christ in me. I can do all things through Christ. When you get out to where it's more than what you can do, you have to have the Lord with you. Now you're getting into where the Spirit of the Lord is is going to reveal and do things in your life that you'll be so glad that you were part of later on in your life. And then in the, in the middle of this, we see it demonstrated with Jesus. He said, hey, there's coming a time and you're going to come in contact. The Holy Spirit's going to come. If you're thirsty and you're, and you come and you say, I want to drink of this. I want to partake of this. He said, it's going to become, it's going to become a river of living water that flows out of you. My confession would be, Lord, for most of my life, I wish the river would have been bigger coming out of my life. How about you? Lord, I need more coming in so more can go out. But Jesus made the promise. If you're thirsty, if you come, in John 7, he said it's going to become like a river of living water coming out of you. Isn't that remarkable? Where this river went in Ezekiel and Revelation, it brings life everywhere it goes. And that river is the presence and the essence of God. And it, it can have a, a wellhead within the very inner core of your being and flow out of you and bring all the benefits of heaven to those that are around you. Wow, Lord, I want more of that. And then we see it fulfilled in the end in Revelation 22, where in the reality of the eternal kingdom, one of the things of heaven besides streets of gold and mansions and angels and all of that, there's crystal clear water. There's the presence that he spoke of over and over again of, of the water coming and bringing life with it. There it is in, um, in Revelation. How is that applied to us today? 
Well, a lot of it is applied, I think, when we look at Ezekiel 47, 3, for six, uh, three through 6, where, in essence, the, the message is, how deep do you want to go? That's my message for you today in the second weekend of 2023. How deep into the things of God do you want to go this year? Because, you know, I'm going to do my best, but if you're trying to make that my responsibility, well, pastor, if you just, if, if you just leave me into it, well, okay, I'm going to do my best, but that's not my, that's your decision. How deep do you want to go? I want to go deeper. Amen. I want to go deeper. I think I'm with, I know I'm with a group of people that, that want to go deeper. But guess what? We're each going to go on that journey on our own. Corporately, we'll go as a body. But Lord, we want to go deeper. How is it applied to us today? Well, uh, I think in a couple things, I'm just going to wrap it up with this. How, how, how do you get more of the uh, effects and impact of the, of the water of the Holy Spirit refreshing your life? Well, a couple of things. Um, your body is created with an automatic system and I'm not going to go in and try to explain it, but at the right moments with the right chemistry inside, your brain will recognize that you're thirsty. And that thirst drives you to go drink. I believe each of us have that same system in the spirit with inside of us. <clears throat> and that when there's this sense, God, I need, I need more refreshing in my life. What triggers that, sen- that sense? Stress. Yeah, when you're stressed out, you need more of the water of heaven. You need to take uh, a step deeper into the river that Ezekiel was looking at. Uh, sickness. Yeah, when you're going through things and your physical body just isn't feeling right. What's the? Yeah, go seek out the doctor. Seek out prayer. Call for the elders of the church. They'll anoint you with prayer. Do all of those things. It's all biblical. It's all permitted. It's all there. But, but don't forget this part. Whenever that's there, go to this river. Because over in Ezekiel, one of the points was that wherever that river went, life went with it. There, Jesus spoke about it in John 7. What did he call it? He didn't call it just a river of water. He called it a river of living water. That wherever it goes, it imparts life. It brings life to it. Uh, so stress and sickness. Um, when you're facing something that you don't have the capacity in yourself to do, you need to get deeper in the river. Um, we're in deep here in people's church. We need to get deeper into the river. Amen. And I'm not just talking about buildings and heating and air conditioning and all that. But just, just Lord, um, we're not just trying to make Lord, we want to be as deep in the river of what you're wanting to do in this place as, as deep as we can get. As a matter of fact, God, we want to be so deep in it that we can't even, it's more than, it's more than what we can do physically in ourselves. Listen, if the vision is something to where we can accomplish it, then that's just, that's just a program. But when the vision of what the Lord's laying on our hearts, on your heart and on my heart, is beyond what we can accomplish in our own, we can't get through it. Now, what we've got to have is more water from heaven, more of the manifest presence of the Lord. Um, loneliness, isolation. If you're experiencing that in your life, that's one of the things that, that creates. It's there, and the Lord will use it to create spiritual thirst in your life. He was thirsty. Let him come. Let him come. There are three invitations in verse 17 of Revelation 22, and I'm going to end with this. Three invitations in Revelation 7 to 22, 17. At the very end of the very end of the last book, in verse 17, he's talking about. In verse 16, Jesus said, I've sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. He said, I'm the root and I'm the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. Verse 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts 
come. Whoever desires, let him take of the water of life freely. There are three invitations. The Spirit says he gives the first invitation. That's, that's something that is totally between you. What is the Spirit of the Lord speaking to you on the inside? There's an invitation there. Always will be invitation, come closer, come nearer, come higher, come deeper. Whatever, whatever realm you want to put that context in, the Spirit of the Lord is saying, I, I'm giving you an invitation, what? To come to the water of life even more than what you have been. And it's not that you get partially saved. No, you're completely saved, but you just get to go deeper and deeper into the things of God. The amazing thing here is we expect that. We've, we've, we've dealt with that our whole life, the Holy Spirit calling us and drawing us. But there were three here. He said, the Spirit saying, come. And then he says, and let him, and let the bride say, come. Who's the bride? Come on, you theologians. The bride is the church, right? You're the bride. We're the bride. We're the body of Christ. Part of this whole thing concerning this water is that the bride needs to be saying, come. You know, the best thing that you can be uh, for a friend to anybody or for a relative or to somebody you've never seen before is that somehow in your life, there's something from you that's imparted from you to them that says, you, you need to come. You need to come to someone who has the answers for your life and someone, I know who he is, I've experienced it, I've seen it, I've tasted it, I've seen that it's good. But the Spirit is saying come and the bride is saying come. You know, sometimes what people need to hear, they're hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying, but then there needs to be a confirming voice from somebody in the bride saying, why don't you come? Look for an opportunity this week to invite somebody to come, not to just church. Man, if this is all we got to offer you know, the world's, you know, they've got, they've got really great stuff. I mean, they're, but we've got something better than that because it's not coming to us. It's coming to him. So the spirit says, come, the bride says, come. And then it says, let him thirst. Come. Some of those, some of the best invitation that you can do in your life is not just saying, why don't you come and follow Jesus? But really they watch you thirsting, coming and following Jesus. One of my best friends this year, as a matter of fact, it was the guy who was on the, on the bear hunt with. Uh, 50 years ago, last week, um, I was at his wedding. I was his best man in his wedding. And he pastors a church just right outside of Portland. And, and I called him and we were going over, you know, bear stories and all that kind of stuff. And, um, uh, but in that, he said, Gary, do you remember all those years ago when I started talking to you about Jesus Christ? For he was the guy who led me to the Lord. He was the guy that said, why don't you come and spend the night with me at my house? And I did. And at first I regretted it. I thought we were going to just, you know, do whatever. They didn't have video games or anything like that. We were just hanging out. But when I got there and we kind of got settled in, he started talking to me about Jesus and about Revelation and about the Antichrist and about the mark of the beast and all those things. And I remember being there and covering my head with a pillow saying, please stop talking to me about this. Ha <laughs> Yeah. I was playing drums back then in bars. And I got out of that night spending it with my friend. But a week or two later, he said, Gary, why don't you come play at the Skid Row Mission in downtown at the Gospel Mission in downtown Spokane? They've got free food and we need a drummer. That night playing drums and eating Soup with the homeless guys. I said yes to Jesus Christ. And it changed my life. And it's been the journey ever since. So we were talking about that. Sometimes people need to see you thirsting in your life 
And it becomes the most powerful invitation. So he said, the spirit says, come. The bride says, come. And he, let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. I'm going to ask you to stand. Um, uh, and for this day, all those, all those three voices are saying, come. What are they what are they really, what are they really telling us? What are they really asking us? What are they, what's really is their, their invitation? Well, the invitation is to make this your greatest desire to get deeper into the things of the Spirit and the things of God. Are you thirsty for more? How many are thirsty for more of the things of God? That's the Lord's process that has brought you to where you are now able to take the next step is because you're thirsty. But just having thirst isn't enough. Now you've got to exercise your option. You've got to let... You've got to throw off the restraints and just jump in. Is there anybody here this morning? And maybe you've never said yes to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've been kind of outdoing your own thing and you've walked away from the Lord. Well, uh, this, is the, this is the morning where you come back. Is there anybody here this morning that will say... Pastor, I need to I need to surrender my life. I'm thirsty on the inside. I know I need I need something more than what I found in this world. I'm thirsty and I'm ready to say yes to the things of God, to the kingdom. I'm ready to jump into the river of the things of God. Would you slip your hand up? If anybody's at that point. I'm talking about coming to Jesus for the first time. I'm just going to be bold and we're just going to take a moment and just let the Lord just do what he does. I'm giving you an invitation. Is there anybody that's ready to say, today I'm going to uh, give my life to serve Jesus for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Then the rest of us, I'm assuming, because the Spirit of God laid this on my heart, the rest of us, how many are going to determine for 2023 you're going to go deeper into the things of God? Yeah, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we're thirsty. We've heard what the bride says. We've heard what the Spirit has said. We've watched other people go deeper into the things of God. I've been watching Chris Overstreet. He's, he lives in our community, and I see him every month, and I see what he's doing, and I'm saying, God, I want to go there too. Lord, there are others that we're hearing, voices in the land that are anointed of the Holy Spirit of heaven saying, the water's getting deeper. God's making a way where it's a fresh day and a fresh season. Come on. Yeah, the, the wickedness are being more wicked than they've ever been, but it's a day to come in and see the greatest move of God ever within our lifetime. Lord, we say that's us. Come. Lord, as a church, we declare today that wherever your spirit is leading us as a body, we say yes to it, God. We want more than, than uh, not just what's been in the past, God. We just want the more that you have for us right now. We want to go as deep into this thing as you're leading us. And we're saying yes to it, Lord. Father, we pray that there would be a great move of the Holy Spirit, of revival, where it's the move of God going beyond what we control, Lord. And we're going to be a part of it within the Pacific Northwest and within Vancouver and this metro area, Lord. We say yes to it. We join our brothers and sisters in other churches and we say, God, we're thirsty and we want more. Just lift your hands to heaven, and I know you have your eyes shut, but let me pray this one last thing. Holy Spirit, I pray that that river of living water would flow in a rushing mighty torrent out of every person under the sound of my voice right now. I pray that this, this year is going to be more of God coming out of us and less of us coming out of us. <laughs> Lord, I pray that there's going to be more uh, of the uh, of the Word of God and more of the love of God and more of the presence of God and more of the the power of God flowing out of your bride than ever before. We're thirsty and we want more.
in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen and amen.